0: Yeah, one question with her accent i it looks like konk on earth but it kind of sounds like she was saying konk like with an o instead of a u did you pick up on that i think it's probably konk and maybe it's just the accent oh
1: i guess i didn't pick up on that i thought it was konk but okay well, let's just go I, with
0: that then you because go with I, that? yeah because that's what kunk, it looks like
1: konk You're yeah, right maybe with the accent but i, I don't know
0: well we Do have we, a different accent it's true.
1: <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> kunk, kunk on earth it is. All right. All right.
0: And, and Steve, they watch a show that you never, never seen.
1: Welcome, everybody, to Jim and Steve Watch a Show, Episode 8. In this episode, we're going to be taking a look at kunk on earth. My name is Jim. And my name is Steve. And Steve, would you like to tell everybody what our podcast is
0: about? absolutely so we troll the streaming services and try to find shows that you might look over as you're trying to find something that you would like to watch we pick the first episode of each show we watch it and then we talk about it and either recommend it or don't recommend it to you
1: yep and this week we're going to be looking again at kunk on earth we like to start off with a little background information about the show so steve what do you what do you got
0: so Kunk on Earth is a British mockumentary. It is one season, only five episodes. So it's actually the shortest show that we've ever reviewed. <laughs> and each episode is 28 to 30 minutes long. So even the length of each episode is pretty short. Uh, it stars Diane Morgan. And in the show, she is Philomena Kunk. And I'll say one thing, it is got a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and an 8.1 on IMDb so it's a very highly wow. recommended show by the general population yeah. and at the time of this recording it is on Netflix
1: so I wonder if we've been picking shorter shows have have we reached a burnout stage or are we are we back to an hour next week maybe
0: well i, I think i think it depends on where the show was made Yes, that's true. (laughs) The Asian uh, community seems to enjoy a longer show, and as you move towards America, they get shorter. (laughs) Shorter, shorter. That's right.
1: Uh, So good. Good background info on on the show. You said there was no second season, no second season planned?
0: Uh, Not that I could find. It's just five episodes, and I guess that encompasses all of the history of the world.
1: All right. So we have a couple of weeks here of some bingeable shows, Very,
0: very, yes.
1: Yeah. Okay, so now on to our summary challenge when we like to summarize the first episode or this episode of the show. In a Your minute, turn. A minute or so. Yeah, it's, it's my turn. I don't think I'm going to need quite a minute. No. This, this, this time around. So I should be good for once. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's, my, uh, here's my summary challenge. A reporter seeks to better understand the history of human civilization. The show features interviews with various experts and scholars and this particular episode covers early human history and inventions like art language tools early societies and such and of course it has a mockumentary comic bed to it
0: that was fantastic uh that was fantastic. Ta-da. <laughs> yeah, that, that was fantastic. <laughs>
1: How about you? Do you you have your Uh, summary challenge ready?
0: I'll give it a shot. But yeah, this is a very different show because it doesn't have characters in a plot the way that other shows that we've reviewed have.
1: Nine tailed Uh, foxes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Detectives.
0: There's no balls (laughs) to swallow. Yeah. There's no (laughs) loss of all men on earth. So it's different. Okay. (laughs) So Philomena Kunk is a either like you say either reporter or she is just the host of this documentary series going over the entire history of the world. Uh, as Jim had said in the first episode, it covers early human history. And she plays it very serious and straight, which is fantastic because she gets almost everything wrong, uh, obviously intentionally. And that leads to some really funny moments whenever she's ax- she's asking actual experts ridiculous questions that they are pretty much forced to answer as if she really means the question. So yours was better. I think mine's just more flavor.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Much more flavor than mine. Much more sizzle. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I'm not sure. You're right. Is she just the host? Or I guess maybe I got that wrong. I don't know if she's a reporter or not, but she's. She's definitely the talking head. I don't know what capacity,
0: right? Yeah, but but it's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, great, great summary challenge. Um, now on to points of interest. Any clarification that a viewer might need and to better understand this particular show? What well, What do you have?
0: So again, because this is so different than everything else we've watched, there's not a lot of cultural cues or hints that you would need in order to enjoy this. Uh, I think as long as you go into it, knowing that this is in no way accurate, <laughs> that's pretty much all you really need to know. Like I, I would never rely on this for actual real information, right. but it's presented in in that way. Yeah.
1: I, I, I agree with that point. I had, you probably need to like absurdist humor or at least be fam- yeah. f- like be familiar with that and kind of what it's poking fun at. Um, I was curious, uh, Kunk is the reporter's name, right? It has no other significance other than... Yes, her her name in the show name. is
0: Philomena Kunk.
1: I actually looked up if that meant something, because I thought maybe I was missing the, missing the a like joke. Like the name? Oh, yeah. yeah, if there was a, a pun or something that I was missing, but I think it's just the reporter's name,
0: right? I, I think it's just meant to sound academic. Okay. Philomena <laughs> then, Kunk sounds like someone that is educated.
1: It does, yeah. Um, I guess the only other thing I would add was in order to get the jokes, you will have to have some basic understanding of of history and and science. Yes. Uh, Or else you might read this as a, as a straight, (laughs) a straight documentary. So you have to to know a little bit in order to get the jokes, like, like what an abacus is, which I thought was a pretty funny (laughs) joke.
0: There (laughs) were some really good ones. Um, It was good.
1: Uh, so on to uh, positives and strengths of the, of the show. And I think you mentioned this already, but, or started to a little bit. So what else do you like, like about it?
0: Well, you know, I have one that I think is both a positive and a negative depending on the viewer. Okay, I, Some of this, I almost put into that cringe comedy kind of area Yeah, where, she is asking questions of these people that have devoted their lives to actual historical research. Yes. And she's putting them on the spot in what I think they believe to be a real interview. And you can just almost see them squirming in their chair, not knowing if they have to straight up answer this question or if she's messing with them. Yeah. And and some people really like that and some people really don't like that.
1: Yeah. yeah, Yes. If you're a fan of the of that anxiety or that sort of um, uncomfortable feeling you get watching shows like that, you'll love this. If you yes. hate that and you don't like being uncomfortable watching it, you won't. You won't like this show.
0: Right. <laughs> uh, and, and and as you were saying, even with the advocates, like it was just, it's so funny. There was one. She was interviewing somebody about Greek history, and she was just like. I just don't care about the Greeks, and I can't imagine anybody <laughs> would waste their time doing that. And the woman she was interviewing was a, a Greek historian yeah, expert, right. and and you could just see like her face just fall <laughs> yeah. because th- there goes her entire life.
1: I was wondering if the um, the inter, uh, interviewees were part of the the joke or not. I, I couldn't I couldn't get it handled because if they weren't, some of them handled it masterfully. If they if, if right. they weren't in
0: on it. And from what I looked up, what I could find suggested that they were not in on the joke. And they thought this was an actual documentary and that she was actually asking straight questions, not meant to be a joke. Yeah. And I think that's why you got some of those really varied responses. (laughs) Because some of the things that she asked were just crazy.
1: Uh, Which I I had for strengths. I I thought it was really funny. um, Obviously. Yeah. And I thought, it was a kind of a good commentary on internet culture, kind of pokes fun at internet culture and misinformation.
0: Very much like,
1: so. So someone got all of their history and early history information off the internet. And that was this person, this person was representing that internet user. And, and was, she did it well. Of, she did it well. Yeah. And I thought too, there was, uh, there was enough Information that was sometimes accurate weaved in with the misinformation that did kind of represent sometimes what goes on in the Internet. There's like a a little bit of accuracy there and then lots of stuff that was Yeah, like a (laughs)
0: sprinkle of fact on top of a a, a casserole of nothing.
1: Uh, So I thought that was done well. So um, you had the the weakness already, which was the, the cringe. Did you have anything else that you thought was a drawback of, of this show?
0: Honestly, no. Uh, you know, again, it, this is – because it's a documentary-style show, it's very different than what else we reviewed. But I, I thought th- they did exactly what they set out to do, and I thought it was very entertaining.
1: Yeah. I guess my only drawback would be – and similar to yours, which is if you like this, I'm assuming the entire – season's going to be like this and you're going to be excited about it but it's kind of a one trick pony in that way like this is the gag right right and you're going to get a lot of that gag so if you don't like it then you're you're not
0: going to like it it, and and i looked at just the names of the other four episodes and it seems as if it's just a different chunk of history moving forward and so yeah i'm sure it's all misinformation it's uncomfortable interviews right and it's funny right or, um, or not, depending on your mileage.
1: Which brings us to our next question: Would we watch the entire season?
0: And for me, it is a definite yes, uh, because it's a documentary. There are no questions that will be unanswered. You will you will watch the entire thing. You will see exactly what they meant to show you, yeah. and you get a resolution, however it is.
1: Yeah, there's no um, there's no dark or black spot mystery set up right. for an hour with. It's just with no straight payoff. Straightforward mockumentary kind of comedy. And I would watch the whole season as well. I, I I think I'd be on board for that. And it's an easy watch, like we said.
0: Yeah, yeah and it goes really fast. Like I, I couldn't I, I thought whenever it was over, I'm like, was well, that just 15 minutes and it was a half hour show? So like it really went fast.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, it's paced well. I, I could definitely see myself watching the the rest of
0: this. And, and she has such a dry delivery she that she, it really sells that that she's meaning it. Like it's yeah. she's taking it all seriously. And we talked about accents and Creamery and how the, everyone in Creamery always sounds cheerful. Yes. Any documentary immediately goes up one letter grade just by having a British person <laughs> as right. the main narrator that's true it just sounds more academic even if she has no idea what she's talking about she's utter nonsense exactly still
1: still sounds like she knows what she's talking
0: about (laughs) exactly
1: Um, so yeah so we both watched the entire season which brings us to the next question of how would you rank this uh, on your own personal list so now this would be our eighth eighth show Right. So where, where is this from one to eight for you?
0: I think I'm going to put it at number three. Okay. But behind Creamery and Poon Giant.
1: Okay. Cool. Um, You know, it's funny. I I put it at number one. Nice. Because I thought it was really funny. <laughs> and. And this is, I don't know, I, I immediately kind of wanted to click on to the next episode.
0: And, and I'll tell you, I, I'm right there with you. I I still can't get over the mystery of Poonchayat, just that there's so much, the much that we don't know that I feel like I just can't get over it. And again, I, because I'm a sucker for post-apocalypse, it's kind of hard for me to jump that, but sure. I, I don't fault you at all for putting it at number one.
1: Or at least for right now. You know, I, I just think it's going to hold that spot. Maybe it's just kind of one of those things because it's just fresh in my brain. I was like, wow, this is really funny, kind of different yep. from what we're And, we and like you said,
0: y- you'll knock this out in two hours.
1: Yeah. Uh, so,
0: right only five works. episodes. The entire series is two and a half hours.
1: I wonder if we, I wonder if I have ranked these in, in order of runtime unconsciously.
0: Well, I thought about that too, <laughs> because if you, if you look, <laughs> R one, two, and three are all half hour or less. They
1: are. That's so funny. And then dark spot,
0: or I'm sorry, black spot and dark are probably closer to an hour. Minara, I think, was 45 minutes, and then Wu and Gumio are well over an hour. Yeah.
1: So I have subconsciously ranked these in terms of how long and short they are. <laughs> That's
0: funny. <laughs> and it would be it'd be interesting if you had somebody like from Korea or from Japan, if they would put these in reverse, being like, well, there was just not enough content there. Right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, I'd is... put Creamery and I'd put, uh, I'd put Kunk, if, you know, last.
1: Punk on Earth should have been three hours if it's a documentary. Yeah.
0: yeah if if, yeah. <laughs> for, if for they want to realize their goals, they need a longer episode. Per <laughs> episode. Yeah, that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you um, ready for your nerd challenge? I, I am ready as I'm going to be. All right. I had a couple of different ideas. One I thought would really put you on the spot, and the other one I thought was probably a little bit more, more manageable. I okay. I'm going to go with the more manageable one, but I'll share the other one with you. Oh, interesting. Sound, sound fair? Yes. All right, so here is your nerd challenge for for this week. And it is thematic. It's keeping with the, the kunk on, on Earth show. So what subject area, hobby, or job would you like to see a mockumentary about? I know there's a lot of mockumentaries out there, but if there's an untapped area of, of the of the universe that, that needs a mockumentary, and, and here's, I think, what's the most important part. What would it be called?
0: <laughs> it, it what? And
1: what would it well, be called? Yeah, what, what would be ooh, the title? okay.
0: So I, I think to answer the first part of that question, I think it would be interesting if they did an episode... On different like 80s cartoons, oh. like the, the history of Thundercats. Yeah. And, and you have like, you can have a real narrator and kind of like if you ever saw the Brack show, where you have yeah. a real person, but everybody else is a cartoon.
1: Yeah. And
0: you could have them interviewing Lionel and Chitara. <laughs> And talking about their childhood and like where they came from and what they're like, I think that would be very interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, the next week you could do Transformers and the third week you could do Smurfs and you could just like really play this whole thing out. <laughs> that would be and, pretty sweet. And they play it straight up. But, you know, it would be funny depending on whether you're talking to a Smurf or a Snork or a gummy bear. It would be really good.
1: Yeah. Sort of like one of the, like, the, the real Hollywood story of. Thundercats, right? Gotcha, right. (laughs) That's wonderful. But but the title, what would it be called? Yeah, I guess either the series or the episode, whatever
0: you're, whatever you're feeling. That is really hard. I think you'd have to do it for the series. God, ever? There's a show from the '80s called "The World According to Garp." It had yeah. Robin Williams in it. Uh-huh. Maybe I would do like you call it the world according to. But then I don't know if you'd want it to be the narrator's name, or you just pick like a random character's name, like the world according to Cobra Commander. And then, oh. it's, yeah, and, yeah. May, and maybe he's the maybe he's the guy. Maybe he's a narrator, <laughs> and that would be funny for like or like yeah. the world according to Skeletor. Yeah. You, you, you pick a really absurd narrator yeah. to do the, the straight up interviews, yeah.
1: Skeletor interviewing the Thundercats about their experiences
0: would be right? magic. <laughs> and there are so many different cartoons from the 80s that you could just troll from. Yeah. And, and like so many that kind of came and went and you don't even remember them. Like there's the Inhumanoids and Jason the Wheeled Warriors. And there was that one about uh, the it was Bigfoot and the Monster Machines. It was all about the monster trucks. Like there's yeah. so many ways to go. That, so that's what I would
1: with, do. The one with Bigfoot. Was like that one where it was split into three ten minute shows with like yeah, robotics. It, was, and it robotics. was in
0: humanoids, and the third one I can't remember what it was. Was it Ro-
1: robotics? Right. That's
0: what it was called.
1: I, I think.
0: Okay, I couldn't remember.
1: I might be completely wrong. Anybody who wants to um, finance and and get Steve's <laughs> new mockumentary off the ground, <laughs> get it called... off the ground. <laughs> The world according to uh, Skeletor. <laughs> Please reach out. Yeah, we just got to
0: find that voice actor. <laughs> or we use an AI program and they just do it for you.
1: Problem solved. Right to self. Done. <laughs> Excellent <laughs> job on the on the nerd challenge. Well, do now wanna... I'm curious what the other one is. Yeah. This one I thought was good, but then I started to think about it. I'm like, oh, I don't know. This This would be hard to do in the moment. This could be something you could think about. But I thought, imagine you're interviewing a video game expert. In the style of kunk, what questions would you ask the expert about early video game tech?
0: Ooh. Okay. So I, I think what you'd have to do is you'd have to pick a video game that has a lot of lore in it that you could intentionally get wrong yeah, but what video game would be the best? Like like, it has to be something that people really care about.
1: Legend of Zelda. Super yeah, it has to, like you really
0: have to care. Yeah, and then you intentionally get it wrong yes. uh,
1: over and over again. See, I thought that one would probably require some more thought and some. You'd have to like write that out, but I think that would be yeah, funny. Yeah,
0: right? No, that, but that would also be good because it's just like whenever you intentionally mix up Star Wars and Star Trek and you can just get under somebody's skin immediately. Yes. You could do that pretty easily with a lot of video games with the right crowd.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're right. Cause they have the same sort of like fan base. yeah, That loyalty. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'm glad I went with the, the second one for sure.
0: Both good questions.
1: All right. So that does it for episode eight of Jim and Steve watches show. Thanks for watching. Tune in next time when we pick another show at random from the streaming universe to check out. My name is Jim. I am Steve.
0: Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Jim and Steve watch a show. Watch a show you've never seen.